When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What do we mean when we say we want to defund the police? Today, I want to unpack it. I want to explain it. I want to tell you why I agree with it, and I want to tell you why I think you should too. This is Sean King, and you are listening to the 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 breakdown. The 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 breakdown. The breakdown. Over the past few days, I have probably gotten more calls than I've ever gotten on any one particular policy in my life of people just saying, Sean, can you explain to me what it means to defund the police? And I want us to talk about it today. One, let me just start off by saying I agree with it. I agree with the push for it. I think it's necessary. I did an episode several weeks ago saying in essence, without saying that phrase, defund the police, that looking at the budgets of our cities is probably one of the most underrated civil rights issues of our day. When we talk about defunding the police, here's what we're saying. All over the country, not just in America's largest cities, but, but particularly in America's largest cities, but in small towns, in medium-sized cities, in large cities, in megacities, Currently, policing and mass incarceration in most cities is taking over 50% of, of the general fund of most American cities. It has gone from being 5%, 10%, 20%, 25%, 30%, 35%, 40%, sorry to sound like an auctioneer, all the way to now in a city like Los Angeles, 53% of their entire general fund. And there are many reasons why that happened. But I need you to understand that it's problematic because you get what you pay for. And when cities and states or countries superfund policing and mass incarceration, guess what you get? You get policing and mass incarceration. And every year in this nation, we spend a staggering 200 billion dollars on policing and mass incarceration more than any country in the entire history of the world do you understand what i'm saying and you get out what you put in you get what you prioritize and you know i was a pastor for many years and sorry to be uh, super spiritual for a moment uh, but there was a scripture that we talked about often uh, that says, um, where your money is, there your heart will be also. In other words, you prioritize what you budget. Your heart can be revealed in your budget. Dr. King said it another way, that budgets are moral documents. 
And what we've come to understand, and this is the fundamental principle of the defund the police movement, and you just never know what phrase, what hashtag, what policy is going to catch on in a movement. But I think the defund the police movement is perhaps one of the smartest policies that we've ever latched ourselves onto. It's way more effective than body cameras, way more effective than implicit bias training. Police departments and policing and mass incarceration in general needs a drastic defunding. Hey, I'll be right back after a quick word from one of our sponsors and our Woman Crush Wednesday segment. With our ever-changing routines, there's never been a better time to try to learn something new. But listen, with thousands of options available, finding the best way to learn can be challenging. That's why I want to recommend to you an app called Blinkist. Blinkist gives you the best key takeaways from over 3,000 different nonfiction bestsellers. Blinkist condenses them down into blinks, which you can read or listen to in just 15 minutes. One of the things I really love about Blinkist is that you can listen to their 15-minute blinks and then decide right after that if you want the full-length audiobook and if it's really worth the investment. Right now, just for our listeners, Blinkist has a special offer for our audience. You can go to Blinkist.com slash breakdown to start your free seven-day trial, and you'll get 25% off of Blinkist premium membership and up to 65% off of audiobooks, which are yours to keep forever. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash breakdown to get 25% off of a premium membership and a seven-day free trial. That's Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash breakdown. Check it out. Hey, I'm Brandon Janice, and I'm the host of Sick Empire, a podcast presented by The North Star. As part of our weekly Woman Crush Wednesday series, the North Star is honored to highlight another woman of color who is using her voice to bring about change in her community. This week, we highlight Black queer activist Bree Baker. In 2017, Bree served as the youngest national organizer for the Women's March. She and other Women's March organizers were recognized as Glamour Women of the Year for their work. The women were applauded for their sacrifice to the movement and to make sure intersectionality was a feature of the march, not a bug. Brie has been fiercely local in the fight against police brutality and rampant systemic racism in our country. She has taken to the streets to protest alongside millions of Americans following the horrific deaths of Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, George Floyd, and countless others. The community activist continues to organize alongside organizations like New York Justice League, We Inspire Justice, and Community Acts. We salute Brie for her tireless pursuit for justice and equality for Black, Indigenous, people of color. Be sure to visit our Instagram page at the North Star Media to learn more about Brie and why we're crushing on her and her amazing work. Break it down. Police departments and policing and mass incarceration in general needs a drastic defunding. Let me break it down and explain it. What we are saying 
is that right now, in America's towns, cities, counties, states, and even on the federal level, that the money that's going to American policing and mass incarceration could be much better used as an investment in housing, as an investment in health care, as an investment in education, as an investment in substance abuse treatment, as an investment in the things that actually impact our quality of life, in modernized transportation systems, in public works, in in uh, uh, fast rail, light, lightning fast rail systems, in access to the internet, that the money that is now costing cities half of their budget, that money could be better used on health, on the environment, on making this country a more fair and equitable place. Now, let me say two things to help you understand it. And I don't want to make this issue more complicated than it needs to be. Police have been glad to take the money. And there are a lot of, I don't, I don't want to say brave, but brave police chiefs who say, listen, when you all started using us as your mental health crisis interventionist, when you started using us as your substance abuse intervention systems, when, when, the, when the United States decided that police departments were going to be the people that responded to a mental health emergency, a substance abuse emergency, that they were going to be the people that responded to misbehavior at schools, that they were going to be the people that responded to homelessness, that they were now going to be the people literally all over this country that respond to uh, lost dogs and loose dogs. Police departments didn't say no. So they're now complain. A few of them are now complaining about it because police officers are a terrible substitute for an actual mental health system. They are a terrible substitute for a homelessness system or a housing system is a better way to look at it. They are a terrible substitute for substance abuse treatment. They show up with handcuffs and guns, and guess what they use? Handcuffs and guns. And if they don't choke you, they'll shoot you. If they don't shoot you, they'll taser you. And if they don't do any of that, they'll arrest you and brutalize you. And it's happening not just the three times a day that people are losing their lives, But in this country, tens of millions of people have been arrested over the years, jailed over the years, because the system gets bigger and bigger and bigger. We have over 10,000 jails and prisons, over 10,000 police departments and sheriff's departments, over 2,500 district attorney's offices. We have more jails, prisons, police officers, and people in jail and prison than any country in the history of the world, the system is too big. It, it is now expected to do things that it was not built or designed to do. And we need to move. When we say defund, just, just catch this point. We need to move the funding of police that are being called for substance abuse issues. 
we need to move that to a true substance abuse system to help people recover and get their lives back. Police, instead of being the people called to inter- intervene when someone is having a mental health crisis, which in some cities, listen to me, is now over 50% of calls to 911 are from people having a mental health crisis. And police just show up with a gun and, and handcuffs. And they will pepper spray, taser, and shoot your loved one who was in the middle of a mental health crisis. They're not nurses. They're not doctors. But they're getting the funding that doctors and nurses deserve. So we need to figure out, how do we change this system? Minneapolis just said, listen, we're going to completely dismantle our police department And instead of rebuilding the same police department, just giving it a different name, we're going to end up having to build a substance abuse, a housing, a homelessness, a mental health, a school system, an education system that addresses the inequities. And then we may have something similar to a police department that handles a small number of violent crimes or whatever it may be, but we're not going to have a mega police department that responds with uh, with violence to a call about a possible counterfeit $20 bill. George Floyd lost his life. Think of Breonna Taylor. Police barged into the home of an essential worker in the middle of the night because they thought she might have drugs in the house. She didn't, never has, never would, doesn't do drugs, never been arrested for a crime. And the man they said they were looking for who did not live there had already been arrested. She was shot and killed. Stop this foolishness. We need to demilitarize our police. We need to take most of their weapons away. We need to defund them and reallocate that funding in smarter, better ways. That's what it means to defund the police. Listen, there are some people who say, no, dismantle the whole thing and don't even build anything to replace it. I understand. I completely understand because the thing we have has been so abusive, so lethal, so problematic that it needs to be completely dismantled. I agree with that. And so we should take that step and then think together of what we can build to replace it. I do believe that we will need some measure of a significantly smaller, smarter, better equipped police force to take on a smaller number of tasks and then leave everything else to the other unique trained departments that we create. That's what it means to defund the police. Break it down.
You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.